What's up? What's up, everybody? It's another beautiful Monday morning, evening, afternoon. I don't know when you're listening. Could be a great Tuesday for you. Welcome back to the Madness Show, episode number 17. Can you believe it? We have not been canceled yet. 17, 17 episodes. Big shout out to, you know, the show's number one fan, Cecil Keithley. Cecil's been my number one listener. Talking to my guest, special guest today, him and his wife are youth pastors here at Covenant Life Church, the man with the master plan. Please give it up for Evan Flemmer. That's that's the youth. Thank the you. The youth Thank of you. today. How you doing, Evan? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I think the only time I've ever been interviewed like this was probably the last game I pitched in high school. I got like you interviewed got it. and it's like, hey, you know, what pitches were you throwing and what was going good? So it's the closest I've came to podcast world. This is awesome. I would if I was smart enough in sports, I'd ask you something like, when you're throwing a knuckleball, what do you, I don't know, but I don't know enough. I, I threw one knuckleball in my career, and it went behind the batter, and that was that was the end of the knuckleball for my pitching career. Here's my observations about Evan. I've known Evan, I want to say, almost two years. Almost two years? Year and a half. So, yeah. So, from what I've seen, a couple things. Evan has the greatest set of hair. Um, to all my friends. True. Um, I, if Brett combed his hair, he'd be up there. Uh, but Evan, best hair, um, baseball was a ringer on the church softball team. Really into music, really good guitar. You will see on his Facebook, he has like stuff with the guitar. Super good at guitar. And then one thing I appreciate about you is I feel like every once in a while, when there's like a like a perfect setting of a perfect storm, boom, Evan hits the one liner in the joke, and everyone laughs. It's great. My my humor, I used to say this, is that my humor is perfect for like moms. I used to slay Mom them. Jokes. I used to slay <laughs> them at Thanksgiving with like my aunts and stuff. I I owned that, and, and it's it's hit or going. miss for people in their thirty. <laughs> oh man, mom jokes. Mostly, you know, kitchen edit. No, just we don't want to say that on air. Can't delete that now. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah Bell. Mm-hmm. My beautiful wife. But we're going to talk about a little bit of testimony. I don't know, baseball, music. Um, I think you have a cool story of how you met your wife. I think that's kind of cool. Especially because, you know, it's uh, February next month. So we got Black History Month, but you got the Love Month, right? So I think it's kind of cool to uh, to share that. Cause, um, might inspire some young buck out there. <laughs> so uh, how did you... I don't know, tell us a little about yourself, like before you came into your faith, and just about yourself. Was music before or after? No, I I honestly did not pick up a guitar till I was twenty one. Um, so I had graduated college, got my associate's degree, and was like, I want to play guitar because at the time, Guitar Hero was huge, Rock Band was yeah. huge. Uh, got really into classic rock and metal through Guitar Hero. Yeah. And then, like, I, I want to write music. I want to do something. Because I was a drummer all throughout high school. I thought, I want to do something different. I want to make music. I want to create. And that's when I picked up guitar at 21 and cut a bunch of stuff out of my life so that yeah. I could practice four hours a day. Those first two years, that's really what Dang. I did. So You're a drummer? I was a drummer. 
Hey, I, I was know. not very good until college. In yeah. in high school, I was <laughs> the best. You, at least you know that. Yeah, a uh, rock band came out and helped a lot with that. Just hands, feet, like rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Getting getting better with my bass pedal. That's cool that you started guitar at twenty one. <clears throat> I have started and stopped more than like a New Year's diet or something. Like a New Year, New You. I try to pick up the guitar, and I relearn the same three chords, and then just kind of. I was adamant on never playing traditional chords. I was like, I'm only yeah. going to play power chords. I'm only going to play solos. I'm only going to play this yeah, or yeah. that. And then finally the youth group was like, we need someone to play guitar. You play electric. And I had like three weeks to learn all these chords that I had sworn <laughs> off. And it's like, you have to learn how to play a G. I made I'm an like, oath. Yeah. That's awesome. Then that's all I know. G, C, and D, maybe an A. And if you're Brett, you know, B flat. He loves that. B, B flat. Flat. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, tell tell everyone how you met, like, your wife. I just think that's a cool story. <clears throat> well, so I grew up in North Dakota. Moved to Texas when I was 24, which would have been 2014. Uh, started going to the Oaks. My sister had went to the Oaks for years. Uh, her brother-in-law was actually in when Pastor Scott was the youth pastor. He was actually in his youth group. So they had been in that church for a while. There was really no other place for me to go. After about six months, um, Christine actually moved back to Waxahachie, and I was nervous about going to this just because I was already 25. I felt like the old guy in the room with a bunch of college kids. Yeah, and, that's and, awesome. pa- and Pastor Scott was just like, you know what? You need to go. Just do it. So he encouraged me to go, and then I really felt like God was telling me to start a, a young uh, a group for young men. And Christine's brother, I ended up meeting him through that just by happenstance. Someone's like, you need to meet this kid. He needs to get involved. And then she came one Sunday with him, met her, didn't remember her name the next week. I'm just like, hey, that was, what's her name's sister? Yeah. Uh, and she had just gotten out of a very ser- serious relationship, long-term relationship, wasn't looking for anything. And we both didn't have jobs at the same time, really. Yeah. So we... I, I like to call it we speed dated. So over two weeks, we like friend dated four hours a day and started dating. And we were engaged 39 days later. But tell them about like when you when you helped move and like what you said. That story. Well, that, that goes back to my dad because my dad got asked to be the best man at my mom's wedding. And he's like, no, I want to be the groom. And so I think in the back of my head, <laughs> that gene is somewhere in me. Um, so her, her dad actually asked, cause we helped her move, um, back to Waxahachie. Her dad goes, you know, I really want to pay you guys. And so I really just said, if she likes one of us enough, you'll just gain a son-in-law and kind of joked about it. And he looked at me very uncomfortably <laughs> and goes, well, uh, that's, a, that's up to her. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I have the prophet gene. <laughs> that's awesome. And lo and behold, boom, seven years later. You haul to you marry. No, seven years, three kids later. Like, about <clears throat> where's my where's my joke button? I know, man. Congrats on that. Yeah. That's cool, man. They're saying it's only three, although uh, Pat thinks there's a fourth one in that picture somewhere. I did see him scribble a little something in there. Three. I just thought today, like I had this moment today at home, where my oldest daughter was having a hard day. The boys were fighting each other, and the baby was screaming. And it was like this moment of reflection of like, 
man, today's a hard day. <laughs> it's a hard day today. But I mean, it's not like that every day, but it's just today happened to be a tough morning for the kids and stuff. We we had a moment with Clara in the first two weeks where we both like wanted to drop her off at someone's doorstep and leave. Like, this is hard. She won't <laughs> go to sleep. Baskets. She won't do anything. <laughs> Where's the wicker basket in a river to just... <laughs> Where's the river? Where's yeah? It, <laughs> the basket. That was when it was shot. Cause part of that is she had to be in the NICU for almost a week. Yeah. And so the the early part we had a lot of help. People were watching her for us, and then it was you get thrown at home. Now you got to figure out how this baby works. You've never done this before, and it got to be overwhelming. And Christine was just mm-hmm. very. She she really should have died in that delivery, and had lost over two liters of blood. So she was very weak, and through that yeah. whole process. Now, looking back, we're really grateful that everyone made it through healthy and everyone's doing good now. Definitely. Come on. That's what it's all about. Um, let's talk about some, some music. You asked me, I, I taught the youth for them last week, and I noticed, like, our playlists are so unique, <laughs> like, to ourselves. Like, mine's all rap and, like, hip-hop, and then I get in there, and I was like, dang, this is cool. It's, like, all... That playlist is very – I tried to bridge the gap between my style and their style. Yeah. So I was very much riding the rap rock train with that. Yeah. And even some rap stuff I don't listen to because I don't really listen to rap. I pretty much just listen to rock and metal all the time. Yeah. 24-7 when I listen to music. Is there like slow rock for like slow things, classic rock for other things? Like, And then working out, it's like super heavy. Oh, I don't work out. Come on. If you uh, did, or when you're like, I don't know, when you're installing cabinets, you're like, oh, I got to lift these cabinets, so I'm going to play some like super hard rock. When I install cabinets, most of the time, I would listen to like the stuff my brother listened to in the car growing up. Yeah. So there was a lot of Jars of Clay, DC Talk, um, Audio Adrenaline, oh, yeah. Newsboys, stuff <laughs> like that, that yeah. I really wouldn't get too into or pay too much attention to. And then there were days where it was more... Metallica, like older metal, or there were days where it was the Creed era. Um, there were days where it was newer, newer hard rock stuff. Um, but most of the time, I listen to podcasts or I listen to that's that's the stuff I like to play around my kids too. OC Supertones, uh, yeah. more of a classic, uplifting, just beach music. That's what I like to call it. It makes you feel good. It makes you want to be on a beach. Do you like MXPX? I listened to that was the first album I ever owned was Slowly Going the Way really? of the Buffalo. And that yeah. and Creed were my first two uh CDs I ever owned. I had like a punk rock phase for a while when I was in junior high. I listened to a lot. Mm-hmm. But me, it started Blink 182 and then I, from there went to less yeah. lesser known people at the time. Like MXPX. And like did, MXPX. did you ever listen to Bleach? I did not. Bleach was kind of in that like um pop punk era they had a couple of songs like super good feeling it was literally just a song that was just happy and i that that's just what i remember about christian punk was mxpx bleach yeah, yeah. and then it kind of transitioned uh-huh. to reliant k yeah reliant k everyone knows that sadie hawkins dancing mm-hmm. i actually tried out to be in one of the youth it was married at the time and it was before like he got cool it was like bold cut like Boy Scouts and uh, he was like getting into like that next phase of life for him. It's like rocker punk rock phase. And I remember they were having like a thing and I'm like, I sing, but I was just joking around. I don't sing, sing. I do impressions and I can do impressions well. So 
I can trick someone into thinking that I might be a good singer if I'm like imitating. So I was just doing like my punky whiny singing voice and like, yeah, dude, let's start a band. And then I'm like, I I can't. (laughs) And then long and behold, they Merritt started singing because they couldn't find a singer. So Merritt started singing that day and then boom, DSK. And they did, you know, great things. Mm -hmm. But I'll always remember the time I went in that little garage and I was like, Doing my little Blink One A Two impressions, like yeah. What about uh, for you? Like, uh, what's what's your take on like scream? As far as vocals, is there a grunt? Is there like a is there in the world in the space of like? Because I I don't know a lot about it to be honest. Like, um, mostly because even like mumble rap, it bugs me. Sorry if you're listening to this podcast, all you mumble rappers out there. Only because. When I'm listening to something, I want to know what you're saying. Like, what are you, what are you telling me right now? So when they're like, <laughs> see, and then when the rock, it's like, <clears throat> I find myself like, pause, rewind. What, what does he say? See, I feel like that with rap. I'm just like, I have no clue what this guy's saying right now. And well, for, NF, NF raps any fast and you can hear him kind of like for screaming. Voice. I had a little bit of a screaming phase, uh, most of my metal is more of the traditional 80s stuff where it's more yep. of a, ah, and they're, they're enunciating, they're hitting pitches, but it's just, there's like that. Ah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, that, that's like noises you'd make when you're like, ah. yeah. Or, yeah. Like, you know, and preachers actually do this kind of thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's more so for me. I, most of the stuff I like has more singing than anything. Um, I really like yeah. like progressive metal, which is just keyword. It just means really long songs, like yeah. 22 minute songs where they just take twists and turns and do all these crazy things. Yeah. And it's a journey where uh, a big one was, Dang. was rush back when there were albums and they had a whole side of an album. That was one song. 22 minutes. I just, you know the click track for the worship team? Verse 23. <laughs> Bridge four. Course nine. Three minute solo, go. One time Pat Hankins didn't turn it down all the way, and I'm in the front row, and all I hear is, intro, ready? <laughs> I was like, Pat, turn it down. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, so I like stuff like that. I like power metal, which is just... um really heavy, fast music with a guy that sings like Freddie Mercury. Just really yeah. high. But do you like mostly for its musicality? <clears throat> like when you listen to the long song, is it more for its musicality? Yeah, definitely, like? definitely. Um, I'm a big Dream Theater fan, and those guys all went to Berkeley School of Music, so they're all yeah. like, graduates of wow. theory and some of the best musicians in the world. And so their singer, like on a 12-minute song, he maybe sings for – 45 seconds and then it's just watch these guys play their instruments insanely crazy (laughs) at the insanely time signatures (laughs) yeah skip a beat here and just that's that's the style me and austin actually went and saw them together that was a oh no way that's an interesting show i do i saw a post on facebook everyone channeled their inner emo i didn't relate to any of that i never really got into like that emo punk scene on that poster i probably only had heard of Three or four of those bands. Yeah, because in high school, I'm not sure like what what makes emo, and then you got you know punk, and then and then gothic, and like it kind of, I guess to me it kind of ran all together. 
there's this one kid in high school, and I was I was scared of him, man. Not because I thought he could beat me up physically, because he was really tall, super skinny, long black hair. And this is 2004. I'm a senior. Actually, it was when I was a junior when I first met him. But he, you know, black fingernails, long black hair, only wore black, wore a choke collar with the spikes. But the craziest part about his ensemble was the cat ears. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, hey. It's a shock factor. It's today's spirit day and dressed like a farm animal. It was like he wore them every day and would just look at me, but I'd be scared to make eye contact. I don't even know what happened to that guy. I, I am curious. Like, did he become a doctor? You know, pediatrician? I, I don't know, but. I- the the guy that I walked down, uh, so I graduated with maybe 65 people. Yeah. So we walked in in pairs. And the guy I walked in with, I didn't know very well. But supposedly he went over to Japan and became like a professional wrestler. Um, I don't know how professional. He wasn't big or anything yeah. like that. But he wanted to be a professional wrestler. And so he went over to Japan and tried. That's all I know. So in North Dakota, it is a smaller school. So I guess is like, was it more like. That's the emo kid. That's the this kid because there's not, probably not a lot of people. Well, I went to a very small school. Uh, like I had four kids in my class. Did you have an emo like all black wearing like cat no, ear? It was usually just the uh, the farm kid and the non farm kid. That was about <laughs> that was about it. And then I transferred to a bigger school as a freshman. That yeah. we had shop class, and that's why oh, yeah. my parents were like, "You need to go cut stuff and yeah, learn." Before college, which when I went, that's when I went to college for carpentry. So, yeah, I just I just know like all those bands and everyone posted their little pictures of like absurd come overs, you know, uh, where the it's in your eyes and you kind of. I begged my parents for long hair, all high school. I'm like, mom, please, please, and she would only let me get like the shaggy look. Yeah, that could barely touch your eyebrows and could go just past your collar. And I would push it as far as I could every single time. And people on the baseball team were like, we're going to cut your hair when you sleep. And I'm just like, I'm going to call the cops on you. And <laughs> there was just a lot of angst in that because I really wanted to look a certain way. And my parents wouldn't let me. Yeah. And so the second I went to college, I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair. Yeah. And then my second year of college, I cut it because I wanted to date with a girl. And it just totally didn't work. <laughs> so I literally no! I went from you know 14 inches of hair to... I think he used like a number four guard on me or something like that. Just yeah. super short. And then I grew my hair out again, and it's pretty much been long since since 21. I forget who I was talking to. They're talking about like different haircuts that people get and what they're called. And like one haircut, I kid you not, was called the booty. And it's like where you leave like a patch in the back, and then you kind of shave up above that, and then you have your you know, regular hair on top, and then you just leave, like, on the bottom. Like a little, like, square patch. Someone yeah. told me it was called a booty. I'm like, do you just get in the seat? I'm like, I'll have a booty. I don't know. It's just a weird haircut. But when I was in high school, the popular haircut was, like, bleaching your hair, the yeah. tips, frosted tips, because NSYNC and all the boy bands are coming out. So Eminem, yeah. So I did it. I did it once. I frosted. <clears throat> did you ever frost your hair like that? I bleached my hair a couple times. Like and, straight blonde? Yeah, straight blonde. And they started calling me Flem and M. <laughs> oh, that's good. There, there Flem are M. there are a couple of family pictures of that, and I probably was a fifth or sixth grader the one time. I feel like I should reintroduce you on the podcast. <laughs> Flem and M. 
The Flowmaster. Let's see what I got here. That doesn't even sound very Eminem-ish. That sounds more like gangster. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Okay, yeah, back to music. So, what's the most like memorable concert you've ever been to? I would have to say, for multiple reasons, um, when I got to see Rush with Christine, because she actually went to a concert with me. Um, wow. Our music tastes are so different. We we bond over certain things. Uh, music is not one <laughs> yeah. of them. What's uh, Christine's go-to? She's went to two concerts with me. Yeah. And she's like, that one was actually fun because it was at American Airlines. We got to sit down. Yeah. Um, that was the last tour they ever did because their drummer passed away from cancer. Uh, wow. So just to be able to see them before they call it quits, go with her. And she's like, I'm like the only woman here. There's 30,000 people here, and there's like five <laughs> women in this whole auditorium. Because yeah. they, they are a progressive band. They're yeah. known for the long songs, and it mm. usually is not something – yeah. Men are usually the one that appreciate musicality more so than women t- typically. Like is this over? Um her that- her go-to as far she listens to a lot of worship music. If she's not listening to worship music, she was a big Lady Gaga fan. I know she no I know I know she saw her in concert. She was a big NSync fan. I feel like I got to drop a dad joke cuz you just said that. <clears throat> it's uh I heard that a good romance starts with a friendship. A bad romance starts with Yeah. Which I appreciate that a little bit because I know Lady Gaga is a huge metalhead and when yeah. she's not on tour she like is a roadie for Iron Maiden and some of those yeah. other bands she goes and helps them out. So And I just keep picturing like my wife before she got into her like faith and like now obviously all you know, Maverick City, she loves um, Jesus Image, and I want to say Jen Johnson. Is that is that ring a bell? Jen Johnson is uh, Hillsong, right? Basically, anyone who has an Australian accent. Maybe she's Bethel. Um, I I know Brooke Fraser from Hillsong. Yeah. Her songs I've always really liked, and Joel Joel Houston. Yeah, the, Stephanie Grit. Gets in Daner. I don't know. That's a <laughs> that's a parking walk stage, but something like that. My favorite Shakespeare. era of worship music will always be like 2005 Hillsong. The stuff that was all very guitar driven. Uh, Hosanna, leading me to the cross. There was always a big guitar take, hook. Take take it all. Yep. There was always yeah. a big guitar hook. There was always you really didn't hear acoustic guitars. You didn't really hear a whole lot of um, keyboard. It, there was yeah. a lot of just those two three albums they did right there. Very guitar driven. When I first moved here in 2009 i was the the assistant youth guy to this guy philip he brought this guy named chad green in you loved his work he led worship electric guitar and would be doing nothing but like that those kinds of songs Mm -hmm. and i just remember doing the take it all like jumping Mm -hmm. up and down and stuff it was good i take it all uh the the place i went in college um i hate church hopping i hate looking for a church i've had to do it a couple times in my life and it's never been fun because yeah. then you feel like you're you're scoring people. It's like, what do I like about this church? What do I not like about this church? Yeah. So in college, to finally find a church that I liked, it took a year. It was my second year of college. And they had the youth lead worship once a month, and they pretty much only played Hillsong. They would yeah. take, like, you know, Hosanna and All Day and yeah. just – and I loved it because they were – he was a youth pastor, was a guitar player, and he sang, and it was right up his alley. So that was just a really good era where I, I liked worship music. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> but, so if Christine's go-to, maybe for her faith, was Lady Gaga. Not, not for her faith. I'm just, well, I'm saying I thought we were talking music in well, general. Well, music, I mean, I don't know. Just, I guess, who you like, your style. For my wife, my wife was a gangsta. Sarah liked, you know, some Tupac and knew all the lyrics, stuff like that. But but her go-to was, like, Alicia Keys. Like, any girl R&B, my wife was, like, totally jamming. You could tell me someone who's famous musically in the last 15 years. I probably would have no clue who they are. And and I'm okay with that. Like, I think I heard one day that by the time you're 25, you pretty much have your musical taste set for the rest of your life. And so I, oh, wow. I, I, mean, I still listen to 80s, 90s stuff fairly regularly. And then as far as post-2000, I pretty much have one, like my favorite guitar player who, if we, ever, if we have a boy, we are naming our boy after him. Like all my guitars are his signature guitars. I got a signature amp and I follow his three bands no matter what they do. And that's my jam. Usually I'm listening to his stuff. Yeah. So. Man, that's cool. I, uh, I don't, I, I guess I was a DJ. So I like, I like everything. I mean, nowadays I'm, I'm, I guess I'm all like, I listen to the same three worship songs that the main stations play. You know, like I don't have like, I don't plug my phone in. I'm not one of those people. Like, there's people that plug in their phone or have, like, a fancy car system. I'm just like, what are the three Christian stations? Oh, yeah. 90, <laughs> 90.9, 94.9, and, like, I think it's 106-something, and they're pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. And I just hate commercials, so I check all three in my car. Yes, if there's a commercial, I turn it off, and then I'll turn it back on if I if I remember. Um, I'm trying to get more technical savvy, like, because I bought that Spotify Premium finally, and it's like, now I can actually choose and not have commercials but um and being a pastor you know the only time i really listen to anything that people call secular that's just not of god would be like at weddings because i'd be like hey i'm doing your wedding what do you guys want to listen to and it's depending on whose wedding i'm i'm doing you know like one time i had a guy a hispanic guy and a white girl and he's like naming all these spanish artists and i'm like i have no comprendo yo like i I don't know (laughs) I'm I'm in the meeting though going yeah 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 see see yeah like I I'm right I'm trying to write it down thinking like oh man I better spell this right and thank God we have a Spanish service because Ramon Guerra, the drummer for the Spanish service totally was like oh yeah 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 help me get all that music together but and then the white girl typical white girl music you know some Taylor Swift you know some some Lady Gaga uh, stuff like that and it's funny because I'm watching this you know. Music brings people together, but I'm like, man, what could possibly bring a bunch of Mexican and Hispanic people and a bunch of white people and get them on the dance floor at the same time? I accomplished this feat with two songs. Macarena. La Bamba. And the Chicken Dance. Chicken Dance. When those two songs came on, finally everyone got on the floor. And then it just went back and forth. Play Lady Gaga, all of her and her friends were on the floor. Then I had to play, like, you know, Los, whatever, Yos, and they'd come on, and then it just it's just funny. And then I've done, with Warren, I did it, like, I was the only white guy. It was all black, African-American uh, birthday party, this 50-year-old birthday party. And Warren was with me, and it's so funny. Actually, oh, two white guys. My little brother was with me. So my little brother starts it off, and he goes, and, and this 50-year-old guy goes, bro, Come on, channel your inner ghetto, man. 
So Josh is like, literally Google's ghetto, <laughs> ghetto music, like ghetto top 50. Started playing like some DMX and some Ja Rule or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? So then I'm like, Josh, they were like getting kind of rowdy at him. So I'm like, I'll take over. And I grew up and, and even my dance crew had all black guy friends, you know. So I was like, I know, I know what they like. I know what they want. So I start playing my music and he was like, come on, man. What are you playing? Let let the brother take over. So I'm like, okay, Warren, this is your show, because Josh and I aren't black enough. Like we we, <laughs> I wasn't playing anything crazy. Like, you know, I I started playing like just some classics. I was playing like Sugar Hill Gang and some like cool throwbacks and like, you know, Sir Makes a Lot and and just different like things that I could think of. And then um, and then Warren gets on there. Warren starts playing his music, and the guy comes up to Warren's like. You ain't black, because Warren was not playing. So finally, I'm just like, I gotta figure out what to do here. So I literally called Uncle up there. I'm like, Uncle Bob, come on! I literally plug, let him plug in his phone and let him play the rest of the night stuff he wanted. And uh, I not, I didn't know one song from what he was playing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like nowadays, I'm so disconnected too, because I've done like Sweet Sixteens and then. I, I DJed like a high school thing not even that long ago and like a year ago and they're like, um, can you play something that we would know? I do have I do have a, <laughs> a guilty pre- pleasure radio. Yeah. And it's Spanish guitar. Oh yeah, like uh some I, Carlos uh, Santana. Like the just the instrumental um Spanish guitar stuff. If I wanna yeah. fall asleep in three minutes or less, if I put that on it's it's just my peace zone. Yeah. Or if I'm a lot of times when I paint tape houses or stuff like that and I'm walking around, I'll just put my phone on Spanish guitar because it's really just that's cool. like classical classical music they always say is metal or, or no metal. They joke that it's classical music with an amplifier because yeah. they would play like crazy, you know, arpeggios and stuff at fast speeds and it was classical music. Well, you add an amp and it's yeah. a lot what they do in metal. And I feel like classical guitar or uh, Spanish guitar kind of strips it back and it's still that instrumental crazy instrumentation stuff. Yeah. But it's a little more chill and that that's probably my guilty pleasure stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Mine Oh gosh. I don't even know. Mine's probably breakdance beats. Like I was a break dancer, so I like a good break beat from the eighties and I'll play it and my kids will be like makes them want to dance, you know? Like Jackson especially like I'll put break beats when we're cleaning the house and it's time I put on like a break beat and reminisce. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, it's it's always amazing to me, also, like, music that you listen to when you're in high school, then you get in your 20s, or 30s, and then you hear that song, and maybe you haven't listened to it in years, and then you know every single lyric. I have songs that definitely, when you hear it, it takes you to a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Sixpence, Done the Retcher, Kiss Me. Like, when I hear that song, I'm automatically yeah. 12 <laughs> yeah. again, and it's like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I want to get married someday. How old are you, 30? 33. 33, okay, I only got two years on you, so... Like, Mariah Carey always brings me to the roller skating rink. Anytime Mariah Carey comes on, I just picture me going around the circle in fifth grade with Chelsea Allen until Brad Rasmussen stole her from me. I I know fifth and sixth grade, we had to, in music class, we had to pick a song and sing it in front of everybody. Um, and then we got to pick a song for someone else to sing. And it was like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. That's the stuff. Like, we're going to make them sing something embarrassing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Macarena. And then half of them were singing country music, which I don't know any of it. And I'm yeah. okay with, and I'm okay Not with that. Not even like classic country? 
my bus driver made us listen to country and I'm working on not being negative, so I'm not going to say any more. Uh, <laughs> and by I'm working on new I mean, year, new you. I mean, my wife, I get you. My wife, most of my jobs as a grown up have been to diagnose problems and fix them. And yeah. so sometimes it bleeds into my personality where it's like, I'm going to figure out what, like, it's my job to be an inspector and find something wrong here. So in life, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't like that. Or, and then you tend to uh, veer negative instead of let's get together on something positive. It's like, well, I don't like that. Let's find out what we don't like together. Here's Flem and M on fixing country music. <laughs> <laughs> is there any bands that have mixed country and rock together? The closest I will get to country is probably Leonard Skinner. And I'm not a huge Leonard Skinner fan. Oh, okay. That makes like sense. Like stuff like that. Your, uh, yeah. your Southern, sometimes they call it Southern rock. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. that may, and that makes sense. Oh, man. Or Monster Truck. That's a newer one. They're called Monster Truck. I saw them live with my favorite band. Um, and they all came, I guess they're from Canada. And they all showed up with like cut off denim um, jean jackets, and they they looked like they're straight out of the seventies, like that, yeah. like the hats that aren't a cowboy hat, but they're not a, they're like a floppy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they put on a good show. They were they were kind of yeah. like Southern Rocky. I don't. I guess like, I don't. Certain. I don't like when mashups happen on some things. Like when you try to mix like country and hip hop. And I don't even have to say a name because we probably think of the same thing. I just, I don't know, man. I can't get behind it. <laughs> just like separate it. Like in breakdancing too, if you would mix like breakdancing and popping together, you'd get in trouble. They're like, stop, choose one. I'm kind of like that with music. Like I have a lot of friends that love country and love rock and I'm usually scratching my head and I don't get it because I don't no. feel like the, I, I get parts of it because stylistically some of the stuff is fairly similar they like a lot of the same chord progressions um one's just very depressing and the other one i like to listen to <laughs> yeah yeah Chris, like uh what tripped me up is someone that came to our church they're like yeah i wanted to write a whole uh, christian you know country album and i was just thinking like the stereotypical like all the things you lost like you get it back but then there's some bible stories that might make good country songs like you know job like, yeah, I, I guess it ended well, even though, you know, some of your family died and stuff. But I saw actually a joke in this last week and it, they were talking about self-driving cars. And like, of course, there's going to be a country song in the next 10 years where your car runs away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on, an, on a news article this week. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, Tesla, where are you? Um, someone was showing me their feature. I think, yeah, Brett has a Tesla. He may, um, Brett actually... Brett pushes sometimes. Um, I remember I was working for Brett a couple years ago, and he goes, you're driving. I'm like, I don't want to drive your car. He's like, no, here, go, drive. Like, made me get in the seat. Like, drive it home. Let's go. It'll drive itself. And then he tried to make me do that one other day with his hoverboard. And I'm just like, I have a family. I don't. Ha I, at the time, I was like, I don't have insurance. I'm tall and gangly. Yeah. And other than Tony yeah. Hawk, most of us are not very good at balancing yeah. That are tall and gangly, so <laughs> I, I'm I'm I've forcefully said no to him on that, but um sometimes he pushes me out of my comfort zone and I need it a little bit. Yeah, I think we're in the parking lot at something and he's like, Watch this. <whistles> Tesla, come. And he pushed some button on his phone and I was like, Man <laughs> I was like, That's pretty cool. Watch this. My Prius can't do anything cool. It's two thousand ten, it's hybrid, it's not even fully electric, but um 
I'm just I'm gonna wait for that song. That's funny. Come back to me. Yeah, the I'm trying to think other music that really makes me feel like I'm a certain age. Uh, for me, as as Pod and Creed were two of the big bands for me growing up. So pretty much any of those albums, I'm like 13, 14 again, playing what? basketball with my brother in the basement or out front. And what do you think about U2 slyly putting their album on everyone's standard iPhones? I, uh, well. I remember, <laughs> have they done it again or just the one I, time? I just remember when they did the one time and it was like, what in the world? And I couldn't figure out how to get it off the phone. I have never had an iPhone. And so I remember uh, on my iTunes, it showed up. And, I, iTunes. Too. And it wasn't a very good U2 album. Yeah. But, I mean, they have enough money. They can do whatever they want, I guess. I know. The, the only cool U2 thing, and no offense, buddy, was when they he was the singer, I think the voice of the lion on the sing two. So then I was like, okay, I like him a little more, <laughs> but I still don't think you should be preloading your stuff on my new phone. <laughs> uh, I know you love Jesus and I know you claim to be, uh, you know, a God fearing man, but stop putting your stuff on my computer. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a illegal download. That's actually my brother-in-law's favorite band. He loves you too. If you want to ever distract him, you just start talking about you too. And he'll go. Were you a LimeWire kid? I was. LimeWire, um, Kazaa. Like you give your computer aids just so you can get a free. Oh, what was the one tracks? before? Well, obviously, I, I caught in on the tail end of Napster before they was got shut down. F- was there a Frostwire? Was that a thing too? I don't remember that one. But I remember um, Napster had their thing. I was yeah. on the tail end of that. That was more my sister and my brother. Yeah. And when I was in high school, it was more Kazaa. And then Kazaa got shut down. And then LimeWire through college, that's how I got a lot of my music was through LimeWire. Yeah, me too. Or or you'd go to school and someone's <laughs> like, I burned you a CD with uh when I started getting into metal in oh, college. CDs. I had a I had a classmate who was into some extreme stuff. Like he was a big Pantera, Slipknot, like the more um extravagant bands that typically, yeah. you know, masks and makeup and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I burned you this, you're gonna like it. So I took it home and started listening to the same song. And I hadn't listened to a bunch of music with cursing in it at that point. Yeah. And so I played it. I was like, holy cow. But <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm, I'm I'm expecting you to do something here. But Well, I just that, let the <laughs> hit the <laughs> like every other word. Which uh, being a guy in construction, it's to me, I don't even notice it anymore. Not that I say words yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Christine will tell you she's only heard me like really swear around cattle. Because she came farming with me about three summers. <laughs> and we always joke that working with cattle uh. is when you need to... <laughs> you need to go to confession the day after doing that. Dang. They're, they're frustrating because you can... Are, are cattle more responsive to you know, certain words? Or... No. Dang, like, move. Yeah. Who was I doing cat puns? Oh, back to my original thing. I remember what I was going to say. So earlier on I was talking about like... Screamo, you know, and grunting, if that's the phrase for it. Do you um do you look up the lyrics? Like, do you personally go, Oh man, I like the way this person's screaming this. I wanna find out what they're saying. Or do you do, do some people and I gotta ask Chris this, because Chris I know has Hard Look, which is his rock band, and he does a lot of scream and stuff like that. Um, but I know he does lyrics and stuff because I read some of the lyrics. I'm like, dude, these are like really deep and powerful and that's awesome. Uh, but I'm just wondering, like, you, someone that likes rock, do you hear something and go, 
I like the way this sounds, so I'm going to go check out what the lyrics are. I, I'm notorious for not getting lyrics wrong. There's a lot of times I would be singing something, and my brother's like, what are you talking about? And then he showed me what the lyrics actually were. Uh, I wish I had a good example, because there was some good, like, old audio adrenaline stuff I'd be singing, and he's just like, those aren't the lyrics at all. Like, look here. So I feel like all of us have been there at some point. I'm still there. a couple. Yeah. Even my favorite band the other day. I think I sent you that song um, by my favorite band, uh, the song Coeur yeah, yeah. And I looked at one of the lyrics. I'm like, oh, that's what they say there. Not that it affects the meaning of the song or affects yeah, yeah. anything. Usually I understand the theme of the song, what they're talking about, kind of where it's going. Yeah. Um, just f- for me, as someone who loves writing lyrics, I can tell you my favorite lyric I've probably ever written. One of my favorites was definitely hell is not hell is not the playground. You thought it was. Yeah. I remember writing that. Um, I used to write a lot of lyrics when I was on the farm, just out in the middle of the pasture chasing cattle around. And it's like, I got this great idea for a song. Um, popped in my head, quick yeah. te- text it into your phone. and I don't know why I just thought of this, but I was thinking of like a heavy metal E-I-E-I-O. Like, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> like, you know. Cookies. <laughs> That's that's that they literally joke and they call it Cookie Monster vocal, <laughs> vocals and Cookie. I'm not a amazing singer. You can ask anybody that. So when I joke or when I'm just walking around, I'm like let's go, and uh, I just say like that. I'm like we should do a metal worship night, man. Yeah, but I don't. Is it so big today that like? I guess you have to be in a certain market to appreciate the vocal the vocal mastery of screaming and like grunting. Cause normal singing, I'm like, I could be Simon Cowell. I'm like, no, you horrible. <laughs> but if I heard you scream, I couldn't be like, no, your dialect is off or whatever. What do you say to someone that, you know, cause even when you mess around, like, <laughs> like, do you just like, I feel like I can go in and fake it and sing it. And they'd be like, yeah. I know, I know to do it for a prolonged prolonged time, like a lot of the guys that go on tour ruin their voice really quick, and they actually have yeah. to go to training so that they can do it right. Oh, wow. Um, especially a lot of the guys. Um, I saw one of my favorite bands, and they were playing with a guy. It's a band that they scream like 40% of the time. We'll, we'll say that. They have albums where they don't scream at all. They have albums where they pretty much only scream, uh, but they do a lot of back and forth. And he, I don't know if he was sick or what, but between songs he was doing shots of honey. Like he'd turn around – and take a squeeze bottle of honey and open his mouth and squeeze honey in. <laughs> Gargle honey. And then it's like he had a a drink. What do they call those? Drink koozies or whatever. When yeah, they yeah. when they give you like four things. And it, it yeah. must have been all like chai tea or something like that. And he would do a sip of tea and then they go to the next song. And I'm like, either he's sick or his voice is just really hurting him right now. Yeah. I, I think it'd be absolutely amazing. And, and I probably do this for one of the shows. I'll play like a scream or yelling song and I'd have the sentence right here on my computer and I'll say, Hey, for $10, tell me what he says. Cause I didn't know if it was just me. Like I hear the songs like, and then I'm like, no clue. That's I'm, probably more Chris too. Cause Chris is like death metal. I just wonder if he heard it and could go, Oh, he just said that, you know, his wife stole the car. So he, you know, went, to, and I'm like, you heard that? I wonder if there's people that have a trained ear for the screaming and yelling and can interpret the lyrics fast. Like, oh, I, yeah, you just said, uh, you know, she was beautiful. I have or, a harder time understanding death metal, black metal, stuff like that. Um, more of the, th- like, I'm, I 
like to be more thrash progressive power metal and in those it's a lot easier to understand lyrics even if they are screaming it's usually for an effect and they're saying drawn out words that you can usually understand what they're saying for for me especially but i know there are other people like for christine her big thing with not listening to it is she wants to have one focal point of a song and usually that's the lyrics and as a rock metal guy the focus of the song for me is the music and the melody within it and then the words are just like yeah you know the words or whatever sometimes the words and when when the words are really good then it really makes the song magical she's just like if the drums are too loud or the guitars are too loud it's just distracting from what she wants to hear which is the words which is fine and we're we're different in that too and i just really love musicality um i think mood music right like People that listen to certain songs to put them in certain moods. Like, Sarah and I just, like, I went and got my first massage ever, uh, a couple's massage with Sarah. Yeah. Which is a is a funny, like. Valentine's a, Day. It's a funny experience. Because <laughs> I was like, do we just ask for, like, the least attractive person so that it's not weird? <laughs> your eyes are closed the whole time anyways. Let's be, like, it's so dark. You close your eyes. And I love massages. We've, we've done probably three couples massages. I didn't know the rules. Like, you know, you get your robe and... You're just in a room with them. That's really all that the couples of massage means. Well, I, and basically, yeah, there's a door. The door was open. And I could see her. She could see me, you know, and and I don't know. We just never had done that before. So we never talked about it. And, and it was just, it was a good experience. But um, the music that they played, I kept laughing because it was very like, I don't know, like... Like it's just very like very like like Middle Eastern or oh, something. Like sitar stuff. And then this like the random lady who's like, ah! like the chosen uses that. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah, one lady. Yeah, yeah. And and like I'm trying to like relax and all I hear is ah! And I'm like, sounds like someone's screaming or something. I don't know. Most most of my massages <laughs> they play water running over rocks things like that and just like by the end i'm like i got pee because i've been hearing water run for hour and a half yeah and there's like different philosophies and religions you know when we went in there there there's like a big buddha kind of in the entryway and there's some other thing about like some hindu thing um so it's like it was interesting but um music is so powerful like and i'm excited because here at the church like i said we're creating this space to create all kinds of different music and stuff um uh, and last thing I'll say is like with music, it's just um, you ever heard someone that's like, this song's about this and I want this music to make you feel like this. And you're like, okay, like, yeah, that makes me feel pumped up. And he's like, no, this one is to make you feel like very calm. And it's like the same music. And you're like, what? <laughs> that didn't make me feel like that. Um, yeah, I can't believe how fast, you know, 30, 40 minutes went by. And I could talk. Retro video games, I could talk baseball, I could talk music, just hours on end. It's not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Evan on again. It's just going to happen. I know. I'm excited, too. Thanks, thanks digital kids. <laughs> Thank you, digital children. I have them in the lab, and they make noises for me. They run around in that board. I, 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 like They're probably a centimeter tall. It's cheaper than hiring out uh, other. Can, can I just tell one funny, funny story quick? Um, yeah, yeah, go. 
Christine's grandma used to tell our grandpa used to tell her that like in a stoplight that there was a gnome inside the stoplight that would run from green to red. And so <laughs> in some ways she's like, I think the one day she even said there's a you know, there's a gnome in there who changes and I believe that till I was probably in high school. Like the funny things <laughs> our grandparents sometimes trick us on of yeah, there's, oh, yeah. there's somebody living in there that's changing. I forget like it's cute when your kids mess something up, you know? Like a word or something. And uh Sometimes I'm company's over and I forget to like correct my kid because I think it's so cute while they say things wrong. And uh, so there's some of that that happens with my kids right now that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to correct them. Innocence. Like the grandma, you might just forget and then they might be like, something wrong with your medulla oblongata when they get to high school because <laughs> they're like, what do you believe? That's weird. Um, <laughs> movie, I, we can talk movies sometime too. But yeah, video games. Evan is also, he taught me. On the Super Nintendo that you can rewind. Lord, if I only knew that. On the on the classic. just Yes, classic Super Nintendo. The re- I mean, my boys still fight because it's like, well, my turn's not over because I rewound it. I, d- I died, but I can go back 10 seconds. Exactly. So now it's it's tough in the house. <laughs> That's how I beat Donkey Country. Donkey Kong Country, the first one, because that game's hard. So I had to, uh, yeah. Yeah. The ba- Bowser, for me, we finally beat. The kids are now like they've they've advanced. I need to get like the next game system up from Super Nintendo because my kids have, like out like outdone it. They've played every little game on there. So he's gonna get him. A, you're gonna get him a Wii then, right? Wii, we, Wii, we, Wii is fun. We have a Nintendo Switch. Now, oh, you do. So we've been doing that. And they like that. They like Mario Party and um, um, yeah, Mario Party. And then the, JJ has like he loves Luigi. That's his favorite thing right now. So he does like a Luigi thing. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get some more stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray over everyone and then we will, uh, see you guys. We're not going to wait 17 more episodes. Evan actually told me when I was on episode like eight, he's like, man, I want episode 17. So I was like, let's do it. So yeah, my number. So now we'll wait. We're not gonna wait till 34. I'll get you on before that. We'll do a youth one. Yeah, absolutely. And we have four mics. So we can get, we can get the ladies, our ladies up here. All right. I'll pray. Then we'll go. Father God, thank you for Evan and thank you for his family Continue to bless him, bless his work, bless his uh, music, and thank you, Lord, for him, and thank you for the gifts and talents you put on his life. Thank you for the listeners, Lord. I pray that this uh, blesses them as we just talk about music and life, and so, God, we just thank you for it, and we pray it blesses everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go out to uh, this song. This is like the I have nothing Ebony on here. I, I just picture Carlton Banks doing the Carlton. I have no Flem and M on here. I just 